Hello and welcome to episode 9 of Growth Vindy Talks with me, David Gregory, where I speak with entrepreneurs and experts on startup, business and personal growth. On this episode, I was joined by Casey Armstrong, who works with technology startups to drive growth, such as helping Mavenlink grow to 500,000 users and recently with Paleohacks, which grew to 1 million visitors per month and led to an acquisition. We spoke about how he got into marketing and his learnings on community building, launching a book and leveraging partnerships for growth. Casey also announced his upcoming European growth workshops and to find out more about them and where they are, listen in and I'll add the links in the interview notes. If you have any questions about the workshops or anything else, you can contact me on hello at growthforney.com. Enjoy the show. Hey Casey, welcome to the show. Hey David, how's it going? Yeah, good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Cool. So before we talk a bit more about some of the projects you're working on today, can you perhaps give a bit of background on how you got into marketing and some of the first projects that you worked on? Yeah, so so quick story on how I got to, I guess, where I am today. Um, it was, geez, I don't even know when. Year, several years ago, um, I started working with uh, Taylor Taylor Miles over at WebROI, and um, we started working very closely with uh, the Mavenlink team. And uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with them, they're a online project management solution, and. Um, you know, we we're brought in to to help with with growth and customer acquisition, and um, I, I guess we just referred to it as marketing. And uh, as as you're you're well aware of, I mean, the the startup world is and, and online marketing is extremely competitive. And even though you know we were, I guess, initially brought on to do SEO or or paid search and whatnot, um, you know, everything is kind of connected to each other. So we really you know, got thrown into the trenches and, and had to, you know, I guess get the, the full stack of marketing um, from social to conversion rate optimization, uh, partnerships and everything kind of working together um, to try to help grow the business. And how did you first get into marketing in the first place? Was it, you know, did you study it um, or was it just kind of by chance or something that you wanted to get into? No, so I, I actually studied real estate and was in, um, did, did land acquisition for, for a while. And then I, I, uh, when, when the economy was, I, I kind of saw the direction it was heading. So I, I jumped out of the real estate world to go traveling for a little over a year and, um, you know, really wanted to, to be, I guess more location independent, whatnot. That kind of spurred the idea, and then that's when I, I started working with um, with with Taylor. And as I mentioned, you know, Mavenlink was kind of my uh, the the first company that I that I worked very closely with from a marketing side, and you know, just kind of learned um, learned by doing, which is definitely what I think is uh, the best way. And how did you find that change? I mean, going from you know real estate or or property, um, you know, into marketing. I mean, what were the sort of the key things that you found were different, or you know, uh, you know, really the sort of the important, um, you know, lessons that you learned from that? 
Yeah, so it was it was it was interesting because uh, you know growing up and everything, I, I knew so many people in the real estate world and studying that in school and and you know uh, working for different companies through college, I was able to really hit the ground running. And uh, networking is something that I always pushed really hard, and and I know that helped me a ton. And so you know, in this in this case, you know, it was pretty much starting from scratch, which was uh, both exciting and. Um, um, I, I don't want to say nerve wracking or anything, but it was just, uh, it was, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I mean, I think you, regardless of what you do work wise or school wise in the past, you know, there's, there's so much you can learn and take from it that you can apply moving forward. Um, but you know, to really try to hit the ground running, I, I tried to, you know, get, a. Get, get in the trenches I mentioned earlier and learn as much as possible, but also, you know, kind of try to network with who with whoever I could um, and kind of like learn from them and, and see what advice they had, you know, from, from Taylor to, to other people. Um, fortunately where, where I live, there's quite a few actually good online marketers, guys like Patrick Vlaskovitz and, and Sean Ellis. So, you know, talk to them and, and, and learn from them as much as possible. And then obviously online there's, you know, unlimited resources uh, and people to learn from as well. So from, you know, going from, you know, real estate into um, marketing, what skills or characteristics have you found or think uh, make a great marketer? Um, to, to make a great marketing, I, I think being creative and um, especially like in the in the startup world, you know, just you know, genuinely wanting to continue to learn new um, new tools and tools and methods. Um, one thing I've actually focused on a lot is sticking to you know the fundamentals of a lot of things, whether that's SEO or paid search or partnerships or whatnot. But at the same time, you know, learning and and um, and seeing you know what's working for others, and um, really you know, willingly learning from others. You know, a lot of times I think people think that they're too smart, or from taking advice, it it reflects poorly on them. But you know, if you if you open yourselves up to that, you can learn so much from other people. And then you, you briefly kind of mentioned, you know, uh, kind of the full stack marketing thing. Obviously, your your personal website is fullstackmarketer.com. How would you explain uh, to someone who's never heard that term, you know, what is a full stack marketer as opposed to, you know, just general a general marketer? Yeah, so um, I think it's just, you know, somebody who kind of knows – how all the pieces fit together and how you can kind of leverage them on top of each other. You know, whether it's stuff like, as I mentioned before, SEO, paid search, um, conversion rate optimization, you know, the things such as like psychology and and email marketing and, um, you know, really understanding how all those pieces work together. And then when you can kind of stack them on top of each other, I think that's like where the huge growth gains come. And in addition to that, um, I think understanding all the different pieces, you feel comfortable jumping into kind of any, any situation, whether, whether it's your typical, you know, SaaS startup or it's an e-commerce project or something else. Um, you, you know, you, you, 
different different projects require different mediums um, and understanding how these channels work, you know, really, uh, I think it expands your chance for success. And then just, you know, talking about some of, you know, the successes that you've had, you mentioned Mavenlink already. Now you, you grew that, that user base, I think it was from, you know, 5,000 to 500,000. And, uh, you know, could you talk a little bit about, you know, some of the strategies and tactics that you use that were effective in achieving this? Yeah, so something that um, that, that we did that worked really well, um, as I mentioned before, you know, I worked with Taylor on that, and um, uh, right before I jumped on board, you know, he convinced them to get in the Google Apps Marketplace, but, uh, you know, like, like most marketplaces, it's quite competitive. Um, and so... We we worked really hard at you know trying to develop a relationship with with the, the team there and, and partner with them as much as we could and you know find ways to really increase our um I guess position in the marketplace and uh, actually one one event that that really helped us I think was you know years ago. At uh, an event called Google I/O, we did some some Twitter advertising there before anybody really before you could just sign up and get on. You you had to like submit some operating agreement and like fax it in or something and guarantee you you know pay ten thousand dollars a month or something, which <laughs> we weren't going to do, but you know we we said we would so we could get in the program. And then you know the event came and we really wanted to make a splash, and so. We, we were like, oh, geez, like this could be a great opportunity, you know. So we, we sponsored the hashtag and, and the Twitter handle and whatnot. And, you know, we were really able to show prominently at the event. They are actually streaming the, the hashtag behind all the speakers, you know. So we kind of sat up there all day. It was almost like we sponsored the event. And, uh, you know, that day we had the most signups and most traffic we'd ever gotten in a day. And, and I really think that helped push us forward and, and develop a relationship with the, the marketplace team um, and kind of separate ourselves from some others. And several months later, we were able to, you know, uh, become the, the top app in project management. And then a month later, be the top app in the entire marketplace, which Mavenlink held that for several years uh, and that really helped grow the business and attract customers and attract the right customers. Something else that sparked my interest was your success with Paleo Hacks. And if I remember, you, you got over 1 million uniques a month and collected over 100,000 emails. It'd be great to find out, you know, if possible, what tactics you used um, and also how much money you spent, if any. Yeah, so so with Paleo Hacks, and um, I'll talk more broadly about community sites in general. Um, well, so p- for Paleo Hacks, like spent pretty much zero dollars. Um, but you know, oftentimes people say, "Oh, they spent nothing on marketing." Well, that's not necessarily true because you have to spend your time or you know, developer resources or whatnot. Uh, so time is definitely invested, uh, th- you know, throughout the entire process, but. Um, as I mentioned, 
with PaleoPaths and more broadly with other communities such as growthhackers.com and inbound.org, it's, it's really fostering the community. And so, you know, finding the people that have, have these pains, um, have these questions, and kind of bringing them into the community, and then just being very active. Um, because with, with these sites, you know, it's a, it's a long-tail SEO play. Um, and you have an opportunity. People see the opportunity. They're like, oh, community-driven content. I, you know, I don't need to write blog posts all the time. People ask these questions and other people answer them. And while that's true in theory, um, especially at the beginning, or as you can see on growthhackers.com, you know, like Sean Ellis and Morgan Brown and, and their team, they're still answering questions, you know, very quickly, uh, you know, pretty much every single question so that there's great answers, you know, and that's something that helped grow paleo hacks, uh, through, through, you know, the time that we sold it. Um, and, and in addition to that, I think it's, it's partnerships. So finding other people with a, with a large reach. Um, and I mean, I'm assuming most of your listeners aren't too familiar with <laughs> the paleo CrossFit world. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, you know, I'll, I can refer back to like growthhackers.com, you know, Sean and Morgan have, have a good reach, but then also, you know, finding other people that have a solid reach, whether it's somebody like Noah Kagan, you know, that's submitting content and answering questions as well and, and really leveraging, you know, uh, their personal platforms or work platforms as well. And, you know, a little bit off topic. I mean, why, why, uh, why paleo? Is that something that you're interested in or is it just something that you saw an opportunity with? No, that's actually uh, Patrick Vlasovitz kicked that off. I mentioned him earlier, mm. um, so he was he was kind of in that space, and um, I, I'd say I, I followed it loosely, <laughs> and so uh, you know then then I was able to to jump in as well. Cool. And then another thing that was really interesting to me was you know you led the online marketing for the the Lean Entrepreneur book, which hit uh, bestseller bestseller lists you know sort of around the US. How, I mean, for, for someone who's thinking about, you know, launching a book, you know, what's, what are the sort of the common strategies and tactics that, you know, you would suggest they do to be successful? Yeah, well, I guess first they need to define what success looks like for them. Uh, is it making money? Is it, just, is it reach? As in, you know, you want to sell, put a, push out as many books as possible or is it, you know, maybe hitting, you know, a bestseller list? Because your approach really differs depending on what your goal is there. You know, if it's reach, because you really want to spread your message and you have, you know, some some other products and whatnot you want to maybe sell in the future. Or, you know, maybe it's just overall you just really want to spread your message. You know, maybe it's uh, a 99-cent ebook that people can easily buy and you can distribute to many people. If it's to make money, obviously the approach is going to be different. Um, but regardless, just like just like other, um, what, what, again, whether it's a startup or 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 a book, um, really lining up your distribution in advance, um, trying to you know, building an email list and providing value to them before launch is extremely important. And then also, kind of as I mentioned before, with like the community sites. Uh, partnerships can can really help uh, move the needle there as well especially you know if if your target market is uh, you know aligns strongly with with their customers and you can provide a lot of a lot of value to them 
you know, there, there's no reason why they wouldn't, you know, want to come in and purchase a lot of the books or, you know, help distribute it to, to their customers as well. And that way, you know, you can really, you can sell, let's say, 100 or 500 or 1,000 at one time versus, uh, you know, one-offs. And with any sort of other, you know, typical, are there any other typical growth strategies or, or, or trends that you've seen recently that you, you know, were, you know, look really new and looked, you know, pretty amazing in terms of what they've achieved? Um, you know, are there any, any that you can mention um, that sort of caught your eye? Um, uh, partnerships, as I've kind of mentioned a couple of times, is something I'm really focusing on this year. Um, I just think, you know, if you can really find a win-win to, you know, align your product and and somebody else's, uh, you you know, you can really benefit from the reach that both of you have. Or, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, you know, with your podcast, you might have like a crazy reach and, and maybe I don't, but I have a product that your people would love. You know, so why wouldn't you want to promote it to to your customers or something like that? You know, uh, so so really, and those types of partnerships I think can help both in the short term and the long term a lot. And another one that I'm working on, and and I can't get too specific in it, but uh, I can provide an example is is you know possibly acquiring um, I guess tools or extremely small like startups, and I'll, I'll use that word loosely. Uh, for instance, uh, what Buffer did that worked extremely well for them, and you know, I guess you could throw it in the growth hack bucket, is they acquired uh, the WordPress plugin DigDig. Are you familiar with that at all? Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, if you could give an overview for listeners, that'd be great. Yeah. So basically, it's just like that floating share bar on the side that everybody sees. You know, it's like tweet this or like or whatnot. <laughs> And so they acquired that. I have no clue what they paid for it, um, and I'm not sure how many installs were were out there when they bought it. But what they did is, by default, uh, they threw in the the buffer the buffer option, you know. And so I know that there's been over a hundred thousand installs of this uh, product in, in in an extremely competitive market like like buffers in, which is basically social sharing. You know, they were able to to prominently put their put their product out there, you know, on WordPress sites and an easy install. It's also a great tool in general, both Buffer and DigDig. Uh, so, you know, I think that that really helped, you know, pu- push them out there and, and uh, spread the Buffer brand. And then on platforms, do you think there, there are any, you know, that have got a lot of potential for growth, you know, um, or, you know, and are not as unsaturated, you know, as for example, Facebook, you know, a lot of people say it's, you know, it's quite saturated now, um, oh. you know, versus, say, using Instagram or Snapchat. Yeah, so I haven't used Snapchat or really Pinterest to market a whole lot just because my projects really haven't fallen, uh, I guess, aligned too well there. I know Snapchat recently launched their advertising platform, um, but it's it's closed off and I believe it's an extremely high like entrance. Like mm. I think people at Coke and whatnot are getting in there for very large sums of money. Um, but Pinterest I know has, I think is slowly opening their platform to everybody. I'm not really sure where it is right now, but depending on your, depending on your audience or your customers, like there's obviously a huge opportunity there. And then on, 
you know, for anyone launching a startup, you know, what are the sort of fundamental areas or aspects that you think that they should focus on, you know, to be most effective? Um, you just want to be a little more specific. So, you know, let's say if I'm, you know, I'm just about to launch my startup, um, you know, let's say example in the pre-launch phase, if I want to get, you know, as many signups as possible, you know, pre-launch and then continue sort of excitement beyond the pre-launch, what are the things or, you know, aspects you think that, you know, should really be focused on, you know, to be most effective? Yeah. Um, so f- to be most effective as like a startup, you know, instead of, I guess, first thinking about how you're going to acquire a ton of people, it's first validate your idea. Um, so hopefully they've already done that. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the whole cus- customer development approach, you know, t- talk to these people, see what their pains are, see how they describe the pain, uh, you know, so you can use that kind of in your, in your marketing copy. But make sure that there's, that, you know, it's not just some nice to have. It's it's something that people you know really consider that they they must have, um, and then um, then figuring out you know is there is there a market for this? And if so, you know it's kind of like let's call it a very loose product market fit. Um, after that, it's you know really trying to figure out where do these people where do these people live and what do they look like you know kind of create some type of per- persona and then you can and get the, get as granular as you can there and then really try to go after those people initially because because with with startups I mean focus is focus is the number one thing and while a lot of people are like oh we don't have any money you know or we've raised a little bit of money here and there well your time is also finite and. And, you know, that might be the most important re- uh, uh, resource that you have. And so, you know, really focusing and really trying to attract tr- the right people, especially early on, is, um, you know, extremely important for success. And then what resources would you recommend to someone who wants to learn more about uh, marketing? You know, you mentioned a couple of blogs already. Um, are there any others that you'd recommend or perhaps some books as, w- as well? Yeah, so let's see. So I mentioned growthhackers.com. That's that's great. Um, Morgan, who's there, has a great newsletter. Uh, I think it's morganbrown.co. I would check that out. Um, Dave McClure has what he calls his pirate metrics, uh, you know, um, acquisition, activation, retention, revenue, and referral. And, you know, that's basically the customer life cycle. And, you know, it really starts with acquisition, and then you try to, like, pull them through the entire flow and then get them back to the referral so that they're referring their friends as well, which really hits a lot of psychology triggers um, as well. So I would, I would read up on, on what he's done there. Um, Brian Balfour has, has some really strong posts on customer acquisition and that, that tie into Dave Pirate Metrics. Um, and let's see, anything else? I would really start with those. Um, I think that can really get, get um, you know, people started in the right direction. Cool. And then, you know, some of, the, some of the projects that, you know, can you talk about some of the projects that you're currently working on or have upcoming at the moment? Yeah, so I'm working with a couple startups and I have a handful of my own projects or, or side projects as well, which, um, which are fun and, and quite interesting. But uh, 
what I'm really excited about is uh, this this uh, upcoming June. I'll be doing a doing quite a few growth hacking and full stack marketing workshops around Europe. So currently, uh, and I'll be doing that with with Patrick Vlaskovitz, who I've mentioned earlier. Uh, we'll be we'll be going to nine different cities. Um, everything will be up on growthship.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I can send you that link after this. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's going to be full day events. You know, very hands on, like actionable stuff. You know, of course, learning learning the fundamentals, but also you know, you know, let's let's get through 100, 200 growth hacks and examples at each each phase of the. Um, you know, customer life cycle that I mentioned earlier, you know, from acquisition all the way through to referral. Um, and then on top of that, we have some really cool virtual guests. We'll be calling in at a couple of these spots, such as Neil Patel and Samuel Hulick and uh, some others as well. So I'm really excited about that. Cool. Yeah, that sounds great. And, you know, who would you say? Because are, are you in, you're out in London? Yes, yeah, so I'm in London. So awesome. that sounds great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, definitely something I'll, I'll be coming along to then. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's our, our fourth event or something. So I'll, I'll send you the details there. Cool. That sounds great. And, you know, who would you say, you know, who would you say is kind of the ideal person uh, to attend? Um, whether it's a, a founder, um, you know, early to late stage, um, somebody looking to get involved in either startups or uh, an online business or you know even the CMO or people on the marketing team of a of a late stage startup. Okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And then um, just on personal growth, you know, what are the kind of things that you do to develop your own personal growth? You know, could it be you know if it's say take a course a month or read a book a week or whatever it may be? Do you do anything on that side of things? Yeah. So so I read. I read a ton, but um, I'd say what helps the most is is uh, I, I kind of mentioned this earlier with the networking is you know finding finding people that um, that I can you know that are smarter than me that I could you know really learn from. And they don't just have to be in marketing. You know, they could be on the product side. Um, it could be in a completely different industry. Uh, maybe they're they're a designer or something like that, and just kind of like trying to learn from them and see how they got to where they are, and, and just kind of see some of the things on how they kind of approach things differently. Um, you know, I just think there's there's so much you can learn from people by doing that, and really like opening uh, opening up to like how they attack situations. Um, so that's something I try to do. You know, at, le- at least once a week, connect to some connect with somebody that you know I have a a lot of respect for and, you know, see how I could potentially help them and, you know, try to pick their brain. Yeah, that's great. Um, I mean, could you possibly give an example of someone that you've met, you know, by doing that and, you know, what you've learned or, you know, got from that experience? Yeah. So, so as I mentioned before, you know, early on, I was able to connect with, with, uh, Sean Ellis, who, who lives uh, very close to me, which is, quite fortunate, um, you know, and really learn a lot from him. Um, uh, and then, you know, others such as, such as Heaton Shaw, I feel like every time I talk to him, he's just, uh, you know, dropping knowledge left and right. <laughs> um, so those, those are two people that have, have helped a lot. Um, you know, and there's, there's countless others. And then you mentioned, uh, 
uh, Brian Balfour, uh, she spoke to him uh, not that long ago on the show. And something that he mentioned was, you know, the importance of, you know, finding out, you know, learning what your superpower is. Do you know what your superpower is? Uh, and if so, um, could you tell me? Um, not yet, but uh, if you know, you could tell me. <laughs> no, why would I share that? <laughs> um, and then, what would you say is the best advice you ever received? Best advice I've ever received? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But I'd say, I'd say just keep going, you know. Sometimes things seem kind of tough, and especially in the startup world or as an entrepreneur, you know, you, you feel like you're always on a roller coaster from you land like a huge deal and then, you know, a couple hours later it seems like it fell through and then the end of the day it closes or or something. Every, every day is just such a roller coaster, but, you know, just keep keep moving forward, um, you know, and, and keep trying to learn as, as much as possible. You also mentioned that you read quite a bit. You know, what sort of – what books would you recommend? Obviously, they don't need to be marketing-related. Um, you know, it can be fiction, non-fiction, whatever it is. You know, what what books would you recommend and, you know, what books have made a big impact on your thinking? Um, so, let's see. Well, so, Patrick and Brandt's Customer Development book, I think it's a, it's a really good book for, for people to get started with. Mm-hmm. Um, then, actually, a book that I think can help a lot of people. It's, it's, uh, there's a lot of good information there is it's launched by Jeff Walker. Mm-hmm. He really, he really lays things out and, and, you know, how to really create buzz for a product. And it's not, you know, written for, for startups per se, but I think that there's a lot of good information there. And then, um, lastly, a book that everybody should read. And this kind of, you know, I probably should mention this earlier. It really goes back to sticking with the fundamentals. But it's influenced by uh, Robert uh, Caldini. Mm. And I might have botched his last name. But anyways, you know, that's like, that should be a must read. Like, that's what people should read first and foremost. Because, you know, at the end of the day, everything you're doing for, for marketing or growth hacking or whatnot, a lot of it is, you know, playing on the psychology triggers. And, and I mean that in a good way. And, and, you know, really trying to find what is it that people want and how can you, you know, deliver that, deliver that to them best. Final couple of questions. Yep. If you had a billion dollars, what problem would you try and solve? Um... <laughs> A billion dollars? A billion dollars. Mm, my need to chill on the beach all the time. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, I don't know. That, that's, a, that's a good question. I, um, I'm, I'm not in that situation yet, so I haven't really thought about it. Um, that's okay. We can skip it. Okay, cool. Um, and then one final, one final question, not getting any easier. If you could master one skill, what would it be? One skill. So this is going to sound super cheesy, mm. but uh, you know, it's just kind of kind of living in the moment. I know uh, you know. There's whether it's your phone vibrating and email noise pinging all the time, and and like the stress from work and whatnot. But, you know, it's, it's kind of it's really like living in and enjoying you know your time right now uh i have a i have a newborn and you know stuff like that it's 
you know, something I've really focused on is, you know, I, I can always look forward to, you know, when he can, can run or, you know, play at the beach or shoot hoops with me or something like that or, or whatnot, but, you know, just really enjoying every second now. And, and I think that goes for, for all things in life. So essentially the, the skill of mindfulness, really. Yes, exactly. Cool. Um, thanks, Casey. Well, it's been great to chat. Um, obviously, people can find you on Twitter. Your handle is at? K-C-A, C-A-S-E-Y-A. Cool. And then obviously, fullsetmarketer.com. And then it was growth, growthship.com, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah, and then obviously I'll put the you know all the info about the conference, um, you know, up in the show notes. And of course, uh, anyone else, you know, if you've got any questions for me, you can contact me on hello at growthfunny.com. And as always, you can find the show notes on growthfunny.com. In the meantime, thanks again, Casey. It's been great to chat. Um, looking forward to the conference, and uh, we'll chat soon. Yeah, David, thanks a lot. I like what you're doing here. And uh, as you mentioned, you know, if any of you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Um, I always like to, to give back when I can as well. So thanks, David. No worries. Cheers. Bye for now. Bye.